What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Super Fantasy Bros podcast, which is part of the Triple Play Fantasy Network. I am one half of the team, Kevin Coleman. I am glad to be back. I missed last week. I uh, had some, some things to do with my job and everything. I couldn't be on, but I know that David stepped in and he was awful. So now you're back to me. <laughs> by my co-host and my my good friend, Jacob Dunn. Jacob, how are we feeling? How was your fantasy playoffs? How did things shake out? Yes, sir, Kevin. Well, I got eight out of 10 teams in the playoffs, man. I'm feeling good. And one of those teams was a rebuilding uh, dynasty team with Deshaun Watson and Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins. So I'll definitely take it uh, in one of the leagues I just barely missed. But hey, man, I will I will gladly hit that 80% hit rate. But Kevin, I saw your tweet this morning, man. 15 of 15 leagues in the playoffs, undefeated in every single league. Holy! Yeah, that's a, I just was having a little fun this morning. Uh, I always laugh like when around this time when the analysts come on and they they say how many leagues they're in. Right. Twenty at five out of twenty five and all that. Uh, I went about five hundred in my leagues uh, in terms of playoffs in there. I won one of my big uh, campuses Canton leagues. We had thirty six people in it. I was the champion in that league. So uh, that that was the one I really wanted. Uh, these other ones, hey, if I win, I, that's great for bragging rights. But it's exciting time, kind of. We're gonna kind of break that down. I mean, we're gonna talk about that as well. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be breaking, breaking recent news, but we're just going to get you guys ready for week 15 of the NFL season uh, and and definitely kind of dive you dive, dive you into the playoffs and start talking about that. Now, before we go there, I do want to talk about Fantasy Points. As always, uh, they're affiliate with us, and you obviously came 21 triple play 10 uh, is the promo code right now. I think it's like 70% off, uh, but I do also want to plug, we are doing a giant college bull game uh, previews, basically. Every bull game, 42 bull games. I am one of the writers, Wes Huber, uh, Josh from Fantasy Points. These other guys are coming on there, Debbie Dietz, uh, Austin. It's a giant. It has everything. 42 games, breakdowns, previews, prop bets, game pickums, everything you want. It's only $25. And so if you could really, you can you could dive into that, uh, grab that from Fantasy Points. We'd appreciate it. But as always, we're really appreciative of Fantasy Points and, and the media group. <laughs> All right, let's get rolling here. Uh, yeah, well, I do want to ask you right now. So, uh, COVID is going crazy right now, Jacob. Everywhere COVID <laughs> is going there. I just tweeted yep. out, every time I see Adam Schefter notification, I'm pretty much just Ugh. expecting my fantasy team to implode. Right. What is, uh, are, we're basically just dodging landmines right now with this COVID stuff, right? We really are, man. I mean, like there hasn't been like huge players on the COVID list. I think the most recent one was Jarvis Landry, but I don't think we're relying on him as many as anything more than like a wide receiver three. So like there hasn't been crazy COVID stuff except for Daryl Henderson last week. Uh, so hopefully you have Sony Michelle, but yeah, I know it's just like, it's kind of like I'm waiting for that huge domino to fall. And then all of a sudden, like everyone's out and then we're going to have to be starting like the fourth string running back on whatever x team like yeah it's scary out there it's a sad day when i'm i'm sitting here like gosh obj is on the covid list that's gonna hurt <laughs> my team because i made it in one of my leagues remember that league i told you about michael thomas acres dobbins they were all hurt yeah. i made it the playoffs of that as a six seed i, I won my last game and i that's made it i'm all excited but obj is on that roster as well i'm just getting decimated right now there is just like i'm just like come on guys but i think that's a real valid thing right now you're yeah. literally you know, the way I look at it is it, you have skill to make the playoffs. It's luck to win the championship. And that's yep. kind of how I, how I look at this. And there's tons of guys out. You're going to be looking at Andrew Swift is another guy. We have, you know, I just want to mention him. I'm huge mm -hmm. on him. But in my personal opinion, like I have him in so many leagues, him and Waller in so many leagues. If they don't come back, I know I'm going to lose. But yeah. I have a feeling like, why would they rush Swift back? And in a, in a way, Raiders are yeah. still there. 
But why would they rest him back? And that's what worries me. And I'm just worried yeah. about it. But hey, that's fantasy. You can't complain yeah. too much about it. But I, I, that's a real thing right now. It now is. let's complain about some guys that did or did not do good. And I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go negative first. So uh, let's talk about DK Metcalf. Oh, <laughs> I did power up. Hey, that's all right. I, I like that. <laughs> you know, DK, 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 DK. Wide receiver, Ugh. 55, Ugh. 8.3 fantasy points. You know, realistically, so I saw this. I want to ask your opinion right now. I saw someone say they would rather start Amon Ross St. Brown over DK Metcalf this week. Would you Would you go that crazy? That's a gross option. Now, last week, no, actually two weeks ago, we said we would start Renfro over Metcalf, even though like I was kind yeah. of hesitant on it, but Renfro has been on fire. So it's like Metcalf really can't be trusted for the rest of the playoffs. But Amon Ross St. Brown, that's a gross option there. I would pass and I would still... I would still start DK, but it's just, it shows you how far DK has fallen. It, it really has, you know, and uh, I still would go DK just because of the, I'm a start your studs guy. I've always have been, you know that. Yep. I know that he hasn't looked great, but again, he didn't do very good. And and the reality of the situation with, with, with DK right now is that it doesn't seem like when Lockett goes off, it does not seem like DK gets those, gets those areas there. Now, he still had eight targets, so we're still talking about eight targets. He uh-huh. just wasn't very efficient with those targets. Four catches. Uh, he hasn't scored, you know, in the last five games, and he had two against Jacksonville. That's it. You know, I, I, I'm concerned. He's not getting in the end zone. He's gotten the targets. He's gotten eight targets in every game the last five games. He had four, one, he had four against Washington. But mm. it, just not has, it just hasn't looked good, and he's averaged right. about – I want to say about eight and a half points. That's about it. Or seven and a half points right now per game. So DK is definitely a down guy for me right now. He's got the Rams, which the Rams right now are um, COVID protocols all over the place. I don't know, you know, who's going to be in there. I still think you start him, but I I think it's, it's a hesitant, like, man, I'm going to start him, but he better do something for me. Right. Like if Jalen Ramsey does miss, because he is in the COVID protocols he missed last week, then I think that DK is a must start with expectations of, of like a low end wide receiver too. But if Jalen Ramsey plays, that gets even murkier. Like, you know, if you have a better option than Amon Ross St. Brown, I would think about it. But if, if it's Amon Ross St. Brown or that wide receiver four or five guy, I would still go with DK. Like you said, start your studs. All right. Who do you got? All right. So, uh, I'm a little lighter here. I'm going to go with George Kittle. Oh my goodness. 13 catches on 15 targets, 151 yards and a score. Unreal. Second week in a row finishing as the tight end one. He's finally delivering on that second round price. He cost managers back on draft day. So there is no reason why he'll be anything less than a top two tight end the rest of the way and could even finish as the tight end one the rest of the way. Uh, So, you know, if you have him ride him to the fantasy championship. Hey, I, I traded for Kittle in a, one of my leagues. I, I traded a Mooney, a first, and a third for Kittle, and nice. uh, that definitely a few weeks ago. I that that you know that kept me in it. I have Johnny Smith as my tight end too, so I definitely need to upgrade there. And I do that all day. I tell you, you know, essentially it's going to be like a 108, 109 yeah. uh, right now projected. I'm the third seed in the in there, so it's going to be a little up there. But he's he's playing out of his mind right now. Uh, and another guy that's playing out of his mind is James Damn Connor. Let's go. I mean, hey, you know what? Running back two last week, we saw him last night. He looked great, 33.5 points. Could you believe that? Like, And, and it, it's just crazy to me like what he's been able to do. And I've never been down on James Conner. I just didn't think he was going to be doing this. No. And now I will say, hesitant, he did at the last play last night. I know he's having an MRI on his ankle. 
and so you you want to see that go, but you have to give him a shout out for what he's been able to do, and he's been fantastic. He looks faster this year from what we've seen. Uh, yeah. You know, he scored those two rushing touchdowns. He had nine targets and nine catches yesterday with Edmonds Ooh. out. That right. was great. Now, Edmonds is probably coming back, so you're going to see a little dip in that. I know his injury is there. But if you have him, I mean, he put up a 40-burger 40, 40 this year. He's put up two 20s. <laughs> he put up a 30. Like, you're looking at him. He's been an incredible running back asset to have. He was going as like running back 54, right. somewhere around there. Like, that's insane. Yeah, he's been he has been a top ten back this year, and he deserves everything. Like he's running hard, he looks good. Now I did, uh, I did tune in and saw that he got stuffed on fourth and short. Uh, but I mean, like that was just like a small little mishap yeah. on like a huge day that he had, a huge year that he's had. So props to James Conner, man. He has had an incredible year. All right, who do you got as your kind of wonk wonk? Yeah, want want Travis Kelsey. Oh my gosh, tight end twenty four on the week. He finished with five point seven fantasy points, and that was the same exact output he had last week too. So second week in a row, he's had exactly five point seven fantasy points. Weird. All right, it's concerning yeah. uh, since last week was a smash matchup at home against Vegas. All right, hopefully he can right the ship this week against the Los Angeles. Los Angeles Chargers on Thursday, who's been generous to tight ends this season. But I guarantee you, if you are listening out there, you probably don't roster Travis Kelsey because he probably lost a lot of people their leagues this year. Yeah. Yeah. I would say towards right. So we're still looking at him as being, I want to say he's, you know, he's tied in two right now. And okay. you know okay. what? This could be a chance that he won't finish his tight end one for the first time in five years. Like, that's uh-huh. a real thing. Uh, <laughs> Mark Andrews right now in PPR formats, he is 13 points ahead of him. Uh, and he's averaging there. But Kelsey's still, Kelsey's still like, you know, when you look at him, he, 90, 194 points. Kittle's next at 168. Obviously, Kittle's missed three games. Right. And Hawk is there at 145. So he's still an advantage. Right. But if you reached on him a little bit, you're probably hurting down this stretch right now. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're true. And I think that offense, too. Right. And with what you've seen there uh, and they're moving the ball around a little bit. It was Josh Gordon scored a touchdown and Kelsey didn't get that target. Kelsey didn't get that target. Unfortunately yeah. for Josh, he's now in COVID protocol as well. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I think that Kelsey definitely had a had a terrible game. It's crazy that we're talking about Kelsey and Metcalf, these guys that usually are definitely producers that are being down. And you got like Hunter Renfro, right. who's freaking wide receiver 12 right now. Uh, so so it's there. All right, let's dive into some waiver wires for these guys and, and let them know who they should be grabbing to go into the playoff run. All right, guys, you guys got to grab Devontae Parker. In week 13, Parker suited up for the first time since week eight with a hamstring injury to catch five passes for 62 yards. All right, he escaped week 13 without a setback and was able to get even healthier during the bye week. All right, with the Dolphins facing the New York Jets at home, Parker is not only a must-add, but has the opportunity to produce wide receiver two numbers coming out of the bye week. Yeah, I like Parker. It's just... That offense is so uh, – it can be inefficient at times, especially with Tua. I think Tua's played great. I think you could stream Tua this week. I'd actually think that's a pretty good stream. Uh, it's just – does Waddle get those targets where they go from? Uh-huh. I like it, though. I mean, at this point, we're, we're reaching, right? Okay. I mean, right. you're going to hear my guys here in a second, and you're going to laugh at me. Uh, but <laughs> when we're talking about, like, who you're grabbing off the ra- the Raver Wire, I don't mind it. Um, now, let's talk about my guy. Uh, I don't – Craig Reynolds. 
let's okay. let's talk about him. So everybody mm-hmm. went and rushed and picked up Jameer Jefferson. They picked yep. up uh, Godwin Igobike. I I know I I know I just screwed that up. Sounds um, good to me. And you know you know what Craig Reynolds' nickname is? I didn't know this. Is Netflix? <laughs> don't know why. I just <laughs> okay. saw it. I don't. I have no idea why. It's called Netflix. Netflix. Uh, okay. But you know what? Damn it! Netflix Netflix finished with ninety nine all purpose yards. Yep. And he, he looked okay. And you know it looks like Jamal Williams is probably gonna come back. So mm-hmm. I'd be hesitant there. But if you have Swift and you don't have Jamal Williams, like I don't in a couple of leagues, and obviously I didn't have Jameer Jefferson, I think Craig's an okay pickup because I think he can kind of come in there and he looked like he could be a receiving threat. Yeah. I don't hate the option of trying to grab him, and he's going to be absolutely free. Like I don't see him not. Now, this is this is more of a deeper sleeper, so if you're in a right. deeper league, uh, obviously if you're not in that. But, hey, you know what? You, with what he looked like okay, in his receiving game and everything that he did, he had two targets. He was efficient there. He had 83 yards. I, I wouldn't mind taking a shot on this guy. I like it. it. You know, you know, especially if you own Swift or if you own yeah. Jamal Williams, if you have both of those guys, you might as well just add Reynolds just in case they miss another game. Because I watched that game, Kevin, of course, it was the Broncos and the Lions. I watched it and Reynolds could do whatever he wanted against the Broncos. Like the Broncos yeah. looked tired and slow compared to Reynolds, who was running super hard, fresh legs and was just called up from the practice squad because he's literally the fifth string running back. There was no Swift. There was no Williams. And then Jamar Jefferson and Azubuke or, or, you know, whatever have you, you know, like Reynolds was the fifth string running back and dominating. So I think Dan Campbell likes that kind of guy who runs hard, Mm -hmm. runs hard for him. And that Lions team plays hard for him. Uh, So uh, I like that ad, especially if you have Swift and Jamal Williams. Now, if you don't have enough room to add Reynolds, just keep him on your watch list because, like you said, Kevin, he's virtually free everywhere. Yeah, yeah he's free. He, he, yeah, no, it's a it's a deep ad. Your guy is the guy that definitely you should go out and crown or get. So, who's yes. your guy that you you definitely? This is a smash guy if he's on your waiver wire. Yeah, absolutely. It's Rashad Penny. All right, Penny finished as the RB three last week against a hapless Houston Texans defense. All right, this is the type of production the Seahawks were praying for when they reached for him in the first round of the 2018 NFL Draft. All right, Penny has been made of glass so far in his career, but he looked healthy enough toting the rock 16 times for 137 yards and a couple of scores. All right, Seattle will give Penny every chance to run away with the job the rest of the season. So Rashad should have a safe flex floor no matter how he fares in a difficult matchup this week against the Rams. All right, so Penny, just follow up that incredible game with at least a decent game. I'm not expecting RB3 numbers, but Penny should get enough volume to at least be a low-end RB2 flex play, which right now in the fantasy playoffs with, with, with all these injuries and COVID protocols, that's that's probably probably what you need right now yeah and you know what if you have penny you're you're, you have to start penny i don't know like where your rosters are but my rosters definitely don't have the ability to like yeah i have penny but i'm just gonna let him be out there i think you pick him up to start him i think that's that's the reality of it and especially now here's also some strategy here if if your opponent needs a running back, you pick yep. him up anyway. You just go yep. take him. And, and and I saw that. And here's another thing. I'm gonna go on a quick aside. Everybody loves these. I, I saw one of my friends uh, was playing the fantasy playoffs, and it was where they could pick up people before Monday night's game. And Higby was a guy's tight end. His opponent's tight end. He was de- he was only up two. So my friend dropped four guys and picked up all the tight ends. 
and wow. because his league allowed that, that that played or whatever, they were able yeah. to drop people that played. And some people got upset about it. And I, I don't know. You play this game to win. And yeah. if that's what you need to do, that's what you do. I don't care. Right. This is not like someone in the comments put, well, this is what I do. And it showed him tagging the guy and saying, hey, you need to pick up somebody. That's how you lose. Don't yeah. be a loser. Be a winner. Go grab those guys and you do it. And you got to look at these. And I think waivers, too, at this time is to grab guys to um, screw over your opponent. Don't just let them yeah. get guys and be able to plug and play against you. Uh, and that, I think Penny's a perfect example of that. Uh, now, you know funny, Kevin? Oh, go ahead. I am... I guess you can call me a fantasy gentleman, but to you, it's being a loser because <laughs> on Sunday morning, two weeks ago, when Daryl Henderson was on the verge of being out with his injury, Sony Michelle was on the wire. I was facing my friend, you know, like this is like my home league with all of my good buddies. All right. I was facing my friend. I gave him five minutes to pick up Sony Michelle because our waivers start at 10 a.m. Mountain time. All right, so like it's like a waiver every day. I gave him five minutes to pick up so to to pick up Sony Michelle. He didn't do it, mm -hmm. so I picked him up. All right, I'm not I I am not going to let anyone else add him. But it's like, hey, if you want him that bad, I'm not going to text you to pick him up. Of course not. Yeah. But if you want him, you know, I'll give you five minutes just in case you give me crap later. Um, but yeah, uh, I agree. You should do whatever it takes to win. Uh, but sometimes I just feel so bad when it's my friends. Uh, and I know that's probably not. Great. I will life. say, I will say we have a mutual friend, Nick P2W. I was playing him this yeah. week in my fantasy league. I already locked up the three seed. He had to win or he had to score enough points to whatever. Okay. And I didn't notice this. He did not set his lineup. He skipped it. He was a little hungover. And I didn't notice this until that night because I, I didn't check my I don't check my scores until night. I never do. And uh, mm -hmm. and I texted him and I was like, man, if I would have checked, I would have told you. So there is something if if I do like that person and we yes. are friends, yes. that's fine. But I don't play in a ton of leagues where I have these friends. OK. And so okay. so so I get it. And you're also nice to me, Jacob. We've already <laughs> we've already we've already, we've already hey. established that we've already I'm ruthless when it comes to people I don't know or barely know I, I, you yeah. know I'm just like I'm playing to win I don't care <laughs> yeah play to win baby p2w shout out there all right P2W. here's my guy uh that I think you should grab is Russell Gage okay I like that and you know for me he's the number one in that offense right now with Ridley gone I mean I know Pitts is there but in terms of wide receivers he's the number one wide receiver he see yeah. he saw 33 targets across the last four games that's eight mm -hmm. per game. This Atlanta team averages 35.5 pass attempts per game. And if and it is a negative game script all the time. So they're going to be yeah. throwing the ball, and you're going to see that there. He's delivered double-digit PPR games for the last three weeks. And in week 16, he plays Detroit. He's 50% available in a lot of leagues right now. So when you're looking at that schedule, what he does, he's got SF next week, which I think it's an okay matchup. It's a favorable ma matchup. Uh, mm -hmm. You're going to see it may rain, though, so you need to take – Keep eye on that weather. But then he's got Detroit, and in Buffalo's defense has not looked great either. So there are some favorable matchups that we're going to yeah. see. So give me give me Gage, and if you can grab him. And he's someone that has come on lately that you're like, wow, last like since week 11 that he's been a very solid option. Yeah, I have been warming up to Gage after completely stinking it up for like the middle of the season. Uh, you know, he, he has now logged at least six targets in four straight games, you know, and at least 62 yeah. – uh, 62 yards in three straight games. So, I mean, he at he has a very safe floor in what you said, a very negative game script uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. 
And and I think those are the guys that you're trying to look at. I, I saw some other guys that I, are there any guy any honorable mentions that you can think of off the top of your head? Off the top of my head, that's a good question. Um, you know, those were my big ads were Devontae yeah. Parker and Rashad Penny. I like the Craig Reynolds call. Off the top of my head, I don't have anyone. Uh, but not a lot. There's not no. a lot of guys out there. No, There's because that. it's <laughs> waiver wire is barren, my friend. The waiver wire is barren, and you know there is there is that idea of like, hey, just just be aggressive. So for me, it's just be aggressive. You know, look look for guys that you can you can steal from other people and, and be yeah. there. Uh, all right, let's go over. Uh, you know what? Some sneaky start sits that we got guys that we think that you should you definitely should be playing. Uh, and we try to get a little deep, but also like I, I do want to talk about some other guys that we have here. So. Let's go to quarterbacks first. So guys that I think that you should probably start this week and and where they go. My first guy is Big Ben. So when we're looking at Big Ben, I know the jokes are there. I I get the jokes are there with his arm and everything there. But in the last four weeks, you've seen him have some QB1 numbers. He's QB10 over the last four weeks. He's played the Chargers where he had 22.9 total fantasy points. Cincinnati didn't have a great game. We know that he had about, he had about 10 points. Then he, yeah. he's popped off 19 and 25. Playing Tennessee, I like this matchup. I know Tennessee has improved, but I do think they're going to get negative game script. You're going to see him throw in it. I think that we could look at a QB 10 week again for Big Ben. He's got KC, which is a favorable matchup. Then he's got Cleveland, which I think is with Cleveland's COVID, their injuries, everything going there. I think Big Ben could go on his final last three games here and help you win a championship. I like that call a lot, especially with the weapons that he has, you know, like it's hard, it's hard to fail with all of those fierce weapons. So I like that call. So my call here is a a not so sneaky start, but you know, I have been pounding the table for him as a streamer for the past two weeks. Now he's rostered in too many leagues, but that is my boy Taysom Hill. All right, Taysom Hill, he came through on my top five prediction to finish as quarterback four last week. All right, and so Hill is giving Jalen Hurts a run for his money as a terrible real-life quarterback versus a fantastic (laughs) fantasy quarterback. Uh, But fantasy is the name of the game here, and Hill has an extremely safe floor traveling to Tampa Bay this week, which it should be a negative game script, which Hill should have over 100-plus rushing yards. So I'd start Hill, and, you know, I want to look at Taysom Hill at, you know, like the rest of his schedule here. All right. He faces the Buccaneers. Then then he's at home against the Dolphins and at home against the Panthers. All right. So, you know, the Panthers are a little bit of a tough matchup, but but he will be at home where he can use his legs. Alvin Kamara's back. So he has that safe floor, that threat behind him. So Hill is as safe as they come and can help you win your fantasy league. I'm not going to call him a league winner. But he can help you win your fantasy league. He has a nice schedule with the Bucks, the Dolphins, and the Panthers. I, I agree. I, I, you know, it, it's just because he, he's so terrible at quarterback mm-hmm. that yeah. it, it, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, but he's gonna he's gonna score. And we saw what he did last the last few weeks. Let me ask you this. I, I mean, I, I want to. I I kind of know my answer here, but do you think Taysom has some long term dynasty value in a way? Long-term dynasty value. Like, let's say two years. Let's say or next year. Do you think that we could realistically see him play for the Saints? He's got the contract that we all know about. He does. They got Jameis there, but he's he's going to be probably leaving. If I I believe his contract is up with that injury, I realistically what I could see them drafting a quarterback and then starting Hill and just having him sit behind Hill. 
Yes, I can see that too, Kevin. I was thinking the same. Like yeah. Hill, Hill should be a nice stopgap until they get a legit quarterback. All right, all right. Sean Payton needs another Drew Brees. All right, he misses Drew Brees terribly, and Taysom Hill needs to go back into his Swiss Army knife role, which he excels at. Uh, so I think I think you are right there with all of like the quarterbacks coming into this draft class. They're definitely going to take a shot in the first or second round on a quarterback. Taysom Hill has slight dynasty value in that he will probably start next year. Uh, but after that, you'll probably you'll probably want to sell late next season. Yeah, I, you know, to me, it's just interesting. I've been looking up some trades with him recently to see where his market's at. He got <laughs> traded for Gardner Minshew and Johnny Smith. What? So I'm assuming that's a guy probably going for that needed a quarterback and yeah. he'll take the risk. And then you're giving up Johnny, who has not looked great this year. Right. Gardner Minshew, I'm not on the Gardner Minshew train. Uh, yeah. So if you're looking at that, so and he went for a second recently too, a 2023 second. Hmm. If you can get a 2023 second for Taysom, I wouldn't hate that. I do think he's not, he's too volatile an asset for the guy to go grab, but I think that he's a bridge guy. So I do think that you could maybe look and see where, where you start in there and it can go from there. So I just wanted to ask that. I think that's a good kind of viewpoint, especially with what you have there. Let's go to running backs. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Chase Edmonds. And for I know I talked about oh my bad. I know I talked about yep. Connor, uh, <laughs> and I talked about Connor earlier, and I said, hey, you know, he's looked great, but he had to get an MRI. We don't know what's that. It's Tuesday, obviously. If you listen to this podcast after that, so if I think they might just sit Connor, to be honest with you. Now they got to yeah. go. And so if they go, they're going to sit him. Edmonds is coming back from injury. It seems like he's rested. It probably could have went yesterday, but they, I think they held him back a little bit. PPR wise. We just saw Connor get nine targets. Realistically, you can see Edmonds get the same. Mm-hmm. I like Edmonds. I think he could score a touchdown there. He's against Detroit. Love the matchup. So give me Edmonds. And I think I saw somebody rank him as like the 34th running back. I really think he, if he gets the start and Connor's not there, he's a low end running back too. No, I thought about him as well here uh, because like Chase is coming off that injury. He almost played last week, you know, and like they're just facing the Detroit Lions. All right. I'm sorry, Detroit Lions fans. I mean, you know, like, you know, like the Cardinals will probably play it safe with everyone because I think that Hopkins got got banged up too uh, in this game as well. So Edmonds, this is a great game to get his feet wet. Uh, you know, and he definitely has that RB2 potential. You know, like Eno Benjamin will definitely get mixed in. Uh, if Connor misses, but Edmonds has that shot at delivering RB two numbers, so that that that's a great call, and he should be available uh, probably in half of leagues, you know, because yeah. like people are just like giving up on him because he's been hurt for so long, and Connor's been dominating. But this could be his week to shine. Uh, so I like that call. So I got here a call. I got Ramondre Stevenson at the Indianapolis Colts. All right, so with Damian Harrison nursing a hamstring injury, Stevenson should handle a healthy workload this week. Now, I know it's a difficult matchup on paper, but Stevenson has been coming on, averaging 15 carries for 71 yards over the past five games while totaling two touchdowns. All right, Harris was was present at practice last Monday, but hamstring injuries are super tricky. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if Harris sits or only handles about five to 10 touches, which should give Stevenson about 10 to 15 touches, making him a, a sneaky low end RB two play this week. And if Harris misses, then Stevenson would vault to a high end RB two with RB one upside. 
Yeah, this really hurts my feelings because I have Harris everywhere, Jacob. Uh, I really need Harris to play, uh, and it's I don't <laughs> oh, know no. if it's going to happen. Uh, and uh, you All know, right, just the kind of story of my life. I have Harris and Swift on like six of my seven playoff teams because uh, those are the guys I went after Swift early, and then I grabbed Harris late because I liked his upside in that position. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Stevenson, if he gets the load and he can score, he's going to be there. I think that he's value there. I do think both of these guys got dynasty values kind of have each other though. So to be honest with everybody yeah. out there, like. If I'm looking at that over moving forward, as long as they're both on the roster, they're going to cap each other's ceiling. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, let's let's have you go to wide receiver. Uh, oh, no, that's why, because I'm an idiot. I'll go to my wide receiver. I don't know why I got put there. And that is uh, Van Jefferson. And this is solely because uh, I'm pretty sure Odell, who I don't know where his stuff is. He's on the COVID list. I don't know if he's vaccinated. So that really – and the reason why I say that is because if he's vaccinated – do you know if he's vaccinated? I don't know. So I don't I, I've been looking. I don't think he is because he over the I, I don't want to say I don't want to like project that he's not. But I remember sure. before the season started, he said COVID can't get me. I feel like my body's different. Wow. That doesn't give me a lot of confidence that the dude got <laughs> vaccinated. So no. if he's not, you know what? I think it's a Van Jefferson show with Cup. You're going to yeah. have him there. 58 yards last game. He had those, that big catch for a touchdown that we saw a long, long touchdown pass. Yep. He's had 18, 16, and 14 points. He's going to vault into that wide receiver two role next to Cup. So give me Van Jefferson all day. Yeah, you got to love that big play ability, but also the safe floor with OBJ possibly out. So that's yeah. a great call there. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk. All right, he's facing he's the back. He's back, baby. I love it. Man, our takes were... We're just a little late, right? A little late, yes. Yeah, hopefully you guys held on. Uh, but shoot, man, if you have him now, start him because he's facing an Atlanta Falcons defense giving the uh, fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. All right, Ayuk played hero ball last week at Cincinnati, scoring the winning touchdown and on a 12-yard catch and run in overtime. He's now surpassed 50 yards in four straight games. And during that stretch, Ayuk has 19 catches, for 293 yards and two scores, all while getting 30 targets. All right, so he should be a focal part of this offense moving forward and has an excellent chance at scoring and getting chunk yardage against a sorry Falcons defense. Yeah, you know, I love Ayuk. And when you see what he's been able to do, I think what also helps him is that they're using Debo at that running back. Right. And they're and so we're seeing targets. We're, we're yep. seeing targets come from other areas and he's going to get that because always the upside was he's going to cap his ceiling there. He hasn't done that. So he's getting he's using Debo in that world. Uh, Kittle coming on. Yeah, but Ayuk is there. I, I agree. I, I like that. I like that play. I like him going going forward as well. Uh, and it's there. So so, you know. Got to be there. Uh, let's go to tight ends. And, I, you know, this is an issue why I actually switched mine. That's what messed me up all here. Okay. So Cleveland has been hit with COVID again. So that's just kind of the running theme of this week. Right. Austin Hooper is out, which sucks because Jarvis yeah. Landry is out. And I thought Jarvis Landry would have a big game. Yeah. Najoku is also on the COVID list. And if those two guys don't go, it might be Harrison Bryant's season, Jacob. I thought you would say that. Harrison Bryant is a solid tight end. I've yeah. always liked I've liked him since he came out. Uh, he's been he's been in there. He's taken a little bit of a step back because I think Najoku has, has kind of stepped up. He's healthy. So Najoku definitely been there. But I think that if you got to stream a tight end right now, if you got to go get him, I know he was a little bit banged up last week from all the counts. It seems like he's going to be good to go. 
I okay. still think that he could be a solid play if you're streaming tight ends. You're trying to reach for one right now, and Harrison Bryant would be the guy for me. I like that play a lot because Vegas is very generous to the tight end position, and I yeah. also had Austin Hooper as one of my as one of my sneaky starts. And then you know the you know all of our dreams were dashed, but hey, yes. that gives Harrison Bryant prime opportunity. So I love it. Uh, right here, I'm going to go with our first sneaky sit, and that is Kyle Pitts. I know that's not what you want to hear, everyone who has Kyle Pitts who's still in the playoffs, which is very surprising to me because a lot of fantasy man, a lot of fantasy managers paid up for his services on draft day. All right, so, all right, so to say that Kyle Pitts is underperforming this season uh, would be an understatement. All right, overall he's been relatively decent, averaging ten point five fantasy points in PPR leagues. All right, that's good for tight end eight. Uh, but that's not what fantasy managers were hoping for. He hasn't been that consistent. He had a blow up game in London, uh, you know, and like, he's just yeah. been relatively average to below average the rest of the games really. Uh, so when you took him in the late third to early fourth, I mean, you were expecting George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, possible type numbers. All right. Pitts's targets will always keep him relevant, but this week he had, he has a very tough matchup against the San Francisco defense, giving up the fourth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. All right, if you have another viable tight end option with a better matchup, such as Mike Jasicki, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, or Dawson Knox, I would bench Pitts this week. (sighs) Yeah, that's tough. You took Pitts that early. That's a big one. Uh, And I think some people have been there. I always had said, you know, in redraft, Pitts was a Pitts was a mistake, and I do yeah. think Ridley being out though that that's one of those things you can't foresee. Like I just think right. that hurt him. Uh, so so yeah, no, th- that's the part of it there. I think you just have to play it by ear there. Uh, let's go to defenses, and you know, you're better at defenses than I. I don't I don't have any leagues that play with defenses. Jacob still plays with defenses ah. where. I kind of just go through and I try to find the matchups based on people. I get those questions and I'll, I look. Yeah. So who who is your defense that you feel like you got to start? The defense that you have to pick up and start this week is the, is the Miami Dolphins versus the New York Jets. All right. Miami is coming fresh off the bye week to face a New York Jets offense without Elijah Moore or Corey Davis. All right. Fire up the Dolphins as a top five defensive option against struggling rookie Zach Wilson. And if Miami is taken, then I would give Green Bay a look if Lamar Jackson misses because they're facing the Ravens. But if Lamar is playing, pivot from the Packers. But if the Dolphins are floating around in your league, pick them up and start them with confidence. Yeah, if they're floating around there, I think that that's that's a key thing there. If they're floating around there. I like, you know who I like? And again, take my advice with salt on defenses here, but I like Tampa Bay this week. Tampa Bay, because Tampa Bay. you think that Taysom Hill is going to give it up? Yes, okay. I think that he's going to give it up. He's going to get sacked. I do think they can create some fumble opportunities yeah. back there, especially with Hill there. Mm-hmm. I think that they could create a turnovers, and I think Tampa Bay can get two or three turnovers in this game. It would not shock me to see Tampa Bay score a touchdown in this game defensively, like somehow, some way, scoring touchdowns there. And it's just the hill factor. I think they can get to hill, cause pressure, those type of things, and then that, that's kind of where we can lead to some fantasy points. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, like I still think that Hill is a top ten quarterback, even if he allows the Bucks to be a top ten defense. He can still be a top ten quarterback because he can have two picks and a fumble and still end up with twenty plus fantasy points, which yeah. is the beauty of fantasy football and running quarterbacks. 
So shout out to running quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. So those are our guys. Uh, those are our guys there. And again, you're, these are the sneaky start sets that win you leagues. Uh, the right picks. I, I'm going to tell you, don't make that mistake of picking a bad a matchup because you're going to remember it for the rest of the year, especially if you lose. It's very close. Yeah. Uh, I still remember last year. I, I started Fant over Goddard in the, in, a, in the semifinals. And that was the week that Goddard or, Fant, or excuse me, I started Goddard instead of Fant. That was the week Fant right. went off. And Goddard right. missed a touchdown at the end. I still remember this. It's still stuck in my – is seared in my brain. So be careful there. It hurts. Right. Damn it, it hurts. And now <laughs> I want to go on a rant because I got yelled at. And I got, I got some – it was about 80-20 positive. All right, Last let's go. week I tweeted out that if you are playing in a dynasty league, you should not have a trade deadline Here no matter what. And I am firmly – I will never waver on this. All of you that sent me mean DMs, I got like three DMs saying I was a moron, that I'm wow. trash. Someone told me that you have a check mark for what reason, being a shitty analyst. Listen, sir. Wow. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. Trade deadlines are death sentences for dynasty leagues. Hmm. I'm going to tell you why. Because when you can maximize your value at a bottom level team, if you're the number one seed, two, three, and you can trade with playoff teams and not give up total assets, but like, let's say I'm a bottom team and I have Leonard Fournette. What the hell am I going to do with Leonard Fournette? At any point, because his value only is going down. Once the season stops, it's only going down. There's no no area there. So what am I doing with Leonard Fournette? I'm stuck with him. Now, what if I could flip Leonard Fournette for a running back that's hurt right now? So, or, you know, you go after, like, let's say you can flip Leonard Fournette and another asset for like a CMC. Other guys that are down, maybe even go after some other guys, some other pieces, some rookie picks. You try to grab value where you can, and then you build up your team. Because the reason why Dynasty Leagues fail is because, too many guys at the bottom feel like they can never get it to the top. And it's based on just bad drafts. We know that, but you know how it is. I've been in playing dynasty leagues is year three is when the, they go year three is about yeah. when teams start just dropping. You have to have dispersal drafts and it never feels like that. If you get rid of dynasty trades or dynasty leagues and you have the trade deadline and you get rid of it, it allows those bottom teams to get better value, better talent, and they become more competitive and you have less turnover, which leads to longstanding leagues. Yeah. That's as simple as it can be to me. In my opinion, you'd leave it. Now, for those of you that the number one argument I heard was, was the NFL has one. Who gives a shit if the NFL has a trade <laughs> deadline? That does not – fantasy in the NFL, the only thing they have in common to me and personally, even dynasty, is that they have the players there. You right. make the league how you want it. Do you want the league to continue? Because the league NFL continues no matter what. I hate that argument that says, oh, well, the NFL has one. Should they have linemen too? Do we play with linemen? Like that is just not it. <laughs> Get rid yeah. of trade deadlines. It kills fantasy leagues. And if you want to keep longstanding leagues going, you get rid of it. And if you're in leagues with guys that you – you not that you trust, but are competitive guys, you're not going to see any trades that are outlandish. You're not going to see any problems with those right. trades. Like, those trades will be fine. Like, they're not going to go out of their way to ruin a league. There's not trades like that. There's not – I'm not – I'm in too many leagues, and we know none of us have trade deadlines. And we've never seen a league trade that was just decimated a league. It's just not – it's never happened. I would have loved to have been able to trade in my championship in, in my championship game last year where you know I was down a starting RB. I would have yeah. traded a first round pick or even a future first round pick to solidify my RB position. Like I would have loved that. But I was stuck. I was stuck playing some bum, you know, and I lost. Yeah. Uh so I think that's a brilliant point, Kevin. There's no reason there there really is no reason to have a deadline. Uh I am pigeon held to the 
commissioner of my league and I have lobbied for it. Uh, so it could happen next year. Uh, and I am going to push for it hard, Kevin. Yeah. And it, here's the thing too, like why? So the other argument, and then we'll get off of this. I'm sorry, everybody out there no, listening, but why no, I heard no. this argument too. I, I heard good managers create depth throughout the season so they can win. Okay. Smart ass. What about Lamar last week? Lamar goes down with an ankle. How am I supposed to prepare for Lamar Jackson going down? And now let's say Lamar was out. Now he might come back or whatever. He has a high, sure. low ankle sprain. But what if I could go trade for a Taysom Hill, who I know Taysom Hill is not probably going to have any dynasty value next year. But that, let's say the team that's out of it has Taysom. That'll, what if he gets a first for Taysom? And I go for it knowing that, hey, that's what I am going to be. And then it helps that lower team out. I look for Taysom to kind of go in. It's not like I'm getting one over on the league. I just – that drives you crazy. There's some things you just can't prepare for. Running backs have been decimated this year. How am I supposed to prepare for that? Like right now in my leagues, I have one trade deadline that I'm in, unfortunately, because they've always had it. And I have Swift. And I'm sitting there with Swift and Carlos Hyde. What am I supposed to? I am. I'm the third seed. I'm going to lose because I know I can't go. I can't. I'm literally just stuck there. I can't pick anybody yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's rough. Hey, it is. I rough. am all for the no deadline, my friend. Hashtag no deadline. No deadline. Yes. No deadline. <laughs> all right. Let's go to your streamers this week, which I think are going to be important. Uh, and then we'll get out of here. All right, guys. Quarterback streamers for week 15. I got Tua Tunga Viola versus the New York Jets. All right. Before their week 13 bye week, Tua completed 30 of 41 pass attempts for 244 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions against the New York Giants. All right, this week, Tua is at home facing a New York Jets defense, allowing the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. With Jalen Waddle soaring and a healthy Devontae Parker at his disposal, along with Mike Jasicki, the Alabama product is a back-end quarterback one option this week. All right, next up is Jimmy G versus Atlanta. I recommending Jimmy G is twofold. All right. Actually, it's threefold. Uh, number one, the Falcons are giving up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Number two, Jimmy is surrounded by elite weapons such as George Kittle, Debo Samuels, and Brandon Ayuk. Not to mention Elijah Mitchell should return from concussion this week. And number three, Garoppolo has actually been super consistent, averaging 18.4 fantasy points over his last seven games. And he's quarterback five during that span. All right. So expect mid range quarterback two numbers from Jimmy G this week at home against Atlanta and a bonus streamer this week, guys, managers who are willing to roll the dice on pure upside is Justin Fields versus the Minnesota Vikings. Last week, Fields had 74 yards on nine carries on top of throwing for two scores on 224 passing yards. Minnesota is giving up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks, which includes giving up 20.9 fantasy points to Jared Goff and 25.8 fantasy points to Big Ben over the last two weeks. All right, Fields should have to use his legs this week to give to keep up with the Minnesota Vikings at home. And I also expect him to to have a decent game through the air. The Ohio state product has a quarterback one ceiling, but a shaky floor given his myriad of injuries. All right. So if you are a gambling man or woman, or just need a possible boon this week, give fields a long look. Yeah. You know, I started fields in a must win 
last week and he got it for me. Like we, 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 we stuck that out there. I, I think that if fields can kind of get that going with against Minnesota, which I think can be kind of a higher scoring game. Yes. Uh, I like that call. I do. I think fields is there. I want Jimmy G to never play again. So I'm not going to give you props on that one. Cause he's Trey hurting Lance. my Trey Lance. He's hurting Trey my Trey Lance, Lance love. If they would have <laughs> lost last week, Trey Lance would have started this game, by the way, hundred yes. percent. Yes. He would have been that, that hurts my soul. Uh, but two, yeah. two has been a strong QB two, the low wing QB one these last yeah. few weeks. So, you gotta give a shout out there. All right, let's go to our lock to lock of the week. So we're gonna look at locks and where we go and uh, guys that we think are gonna compete and do well this week. And you know what? Mine is gonna be Amari Cooper for the. I'm gonna go a little hometown cooking here with my okay. Amari Cooper love. I like that. And w- when I'm looking at Amari Cooper, he came back from his COVID, and he's got he, he's just solid. He's a solid wide receiver. We've seen that against Washington. He has seven targets, five catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown. But let me tell you guys something out there that you may not know about Amari Cooper. He does very well against the Giants. The Giants are kind of like one of those teams that he, he competes very well against. He'll score touchdowns against. He's, you're going to look at him being very, very efficient in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I love that about him. Against the Giants in 2019 when he had Dak. I'm, I'm staying away from games he didn't have Dak. But when he had Dak, six catches, nine targets, 106 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the next game that he had, he had seven catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. So when he's had Dak, he has scored a- against the Giants. And he's, probably, he's almost a lock to score, in my opinion. Uh, he's a lock to t- kind of score. He's go there from 2019 season. So look for that. I think Amari Cooper is a really safe play this week. You are telling me everything I want to hear because Cooper is my wide receiver one in my big money league. And I did see that the Giants are allowing the ninth most fantasy points wide receiver. So I love that lock, Kevin. Let's all just... As you would say, manifest a Cooper touchdown and 100 manifest, plus yards. Yes, manifest, manifest it, baby. Let's hey, do hey, it. And, I, and, and we know, and the Cowboys know we need to win. Like the Cowboys, I say right. we because I'm part of that team. Oh, yeah. uh, the Cowboys know this is, we're going to, if we want to win the division, we got to win the next few games. And so look for them to get Cooper involved. They got, they got to get Cooper involved in different ways. That offense has been struggling a little bit. I love it. I love it. All right. So my guy here is Nick Chubb. <laughs> Nick Chubb will bust out of his slump Saturday at home against the Raiders. All right. The Raiders are giving up the fifth most fantasy points to running backs this season. Chubb has been disappointing over his last two games, averaging just 37 and a half rushing yards, but he has a juicy matchup this week against a Raiders defense that is allowing every single running back to just run all over them. And I expect Nick Chubb to do the same, especially with no Jarvis Landry or Austin Hooper. The Browns are going to run, are going to want to run a, a ton this game, and Chubb will benefit. All right, so fire up Chubb as a surefire RB one this week. He's got to get the volume, and if you oh, yeah. if volume is king, right? That's what we talk about. Volume is king, and that's where you go. Uh, and I'm excited about that. Get that volume, Chubb. Score some t- two touchdowns, baby, and get in Please. that end zone, especially on some of my teams there. So, nice. hey, you know what? All I'm going to say is make good decisions with your start sets. Look, look for weather. Look for everything that's going there. Remember, game start, well, obviously Thursday, but Saturday. So you got to be really proactive right now. We have some Saturday games. COVID is going to wipe t- players out. So be very active on the waiver wire. Fridays too, especially Friday night. I would be very active. Make sure you can get some waiver guys in there, especially if waivers get run. See if your, your commissioner has those waivers open on Friday and Saturday. Be ready to go because this is this is where we win some money. This is where it gets fun. And if you win this year, that's a testament because this has been a rough year for everybody out there. That's right. Almost as rough as 2020 and it might get rougher. So I sentiment and I echo everything you said, Kevin. Be active. All right. And be ready to pounce on those guys if someone falls because of COVID. So I love it, Kevin. 
We appreciate you guys as always. And until next time, we'll see you guys later.